Welcome to Christian Financial Perspectives, where you're invited to gain insight, wisdom, and knowledge about how Christians integrate their faith, life, and finances with a biblical worldview. Here's your Christian Financial Advisors host, Bob Barber, and his co-host, Sean Peters. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Financial Perspectives. Thank you so much for joining us, whether you're currently listening to one of the many podcast options or you are watching us on YouTube. We're so glad that you've tuned in. Today we have a topic for teaching kids good money habits. And if you like these kinds of videos and topics where we cover financial issues, but from a Christian perspective, we'd love for you to hit that subscribe button so you'll you'll know whenever we post a new episode and also helps the algorithm so other people just like yourself who enjoy this content will hopefully find it as well. And today is going to be kind of fun because I have two young kids, four and one. Bob has already raised three kids that are now adults and so going to be coming at this from the perspective of someone who's already raised the kids and tried to instill good money habits and I am looking at how I'm going to do this myself. So, well, Sean, I would say, and Bob? you know, I, my kids are really good um, with these money habits, yeah. and uh, you've got to see the fruits I, of I your have, labor in I this have. respect. And 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 I want to say too that so much of this I was taught though um, from focus on the family. Uh, back then, it was Crown Ministries. A guy named Larry Burkett. So many of these principles he taught. Uh, I remember even buying some some of the you know we've got you can see here we got the give, we've got the spend, and then we have the save. Yep. yep. But we actually had a, a little bank and it looked like a bank and it had this written on it. Yeah. And um, we started teaching, uh, you know, Jenna. Right. I mean, she was like four years old, five years old. We were already teaching. She's like, "What are you trying to?" You know, you could tell. She's like, "What are you teaching me?" But but she would. We taught this concept. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's basically live, give, grow, like we've talked about. Right, but right. but but it but it's you know the saving part, and and I think the saving part is really good um, um, from the the perspective. Where is the spend, saving right here? Yeah. The saving part, we would um, we would match them kind of like a four hundred one k in their sa- in their saving. That's part. cool idea. So, well, so before we get too much, well, into that. I know we're going to get into this because I just this is fun and um, I'm excited to go over this because I want. To teach people how to teach not only their their children but their grandchildren that's right. good yeah. money habits because those good money habits will be used throughout their life. That's right. Okay? Well, let's go ahead and start with the scripture for yeah. today. We have Proverbs twenty two six. This is from the King James version. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Don't you love that? I, I've loved that scripture. Yeah. That that's so encouraging. And and those of you who have taught your children in those ways, and some you know. Dr. Dobson used to say, when you, you have the arrows, when you let go of the arrows, you're not sure where it's going to go. Yeah. And, and, and some of them, they, they, they're not there yet, yeah. and you, but you just got to keep praying and they'll come back because Scripture's true. And well, I believe and, Scripture. And, and just remember that while you're training those children up in the way they should go, when they get to their teenage years, <laughs> it's not that they're not listening, but yeah. there's just, there's a lot going on. I'm not. And, I, I don't mean to and laugh. I, I actually, Bob, I, I heard. I heard something. I thought was pretty funny. But okay. I was talking to one of the guys, uh, another father uh-huh. at church, and his kids are older. Yeah. You know, they they've already moved out, and uh, he made the comment: the reason why teenagers are always so rebellious is because God needs your teenagers to rebel, so you have an incentive to kick them out of the house. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they'll go learn to be on their own because if they stayed your sweet young children, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously, yeah. as I'm learning, uh, they're not always sweet. But in general, if they stayed those sweet children that loved you and always respected you. Just you just don't want to let them go. You wouldn't want to let them go. So, so, I, so he said that's God's way of making sure yeah. that they get out of the nest. That's the truth, isn't <laughs> and it? And then myself personally, I remember... You know, like, oh, my parents, I don't know what they're talking about. And I we get better, up to we college. better hurry or we're not going to I know, I was all going to say. Okay. I, I, and once I got to college, and by the time I was done, I started to realize, you know, my parents had a lot of good points. And uh, may, maybe they were on to something. So with that, uh, our first one today is teach and lead by example. Yes. Your kids are watching you. That's the how, truth. And they're seeing how you give, how you save, how you spend. And... Maybe not when they're really young, but but they do start to see how you invest as well once they kind of they understand do. that well, concept. Mine definitely definitely did because they grew up in this business, yeah, and watching dad and they and they even worked. I had them stuffing envelopes, you know, yeah, when they were five and six. I was using child labor. How it just hurt them so bad. <laughs> it's called training. Like, yeah, exactly. It was tra- <laughs> it was training. Um, and uh, I'm I, I'm so proud, you know, of the way they've come out with with how they manage money it's it's really uh, exciting but um it's like saving we would back this was back in the old days where you didn't set up the automatic draft out of your account for your for your giving and tithing so i would write a check and they would you know get get the opportunity to put the check in the offering it was coming by and then we taught them you know about giving that the giving is so important that's right but it, sometimes they'd open up the check and it, their eyes would get real big. Wow. <laughs> to them, that was a lot. That's more but, money than I've ever seen. But they're watching that and they're saying, okay, that's the example. And mm-hmm. that's the kind of example as parents that we want to give our children is we really got to teach and lead by example. That's right. You know, this this thing of, you know, just, just do as, uh, what is it? Do as I say, don't do as I do. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No, no, that doesn't, that doesn't work. you They've got. To, they're watching everything that you do, and you want to be very careful to of spoiling a child and getting them them into what I call it entitlement mentality. There's right. a lot of that going around today. You know, Don and I talked about this before, um, and Don is my age, and we have children about the same age, and they're, you know, late twenties, early thirties. Don is and one of our just for, what, for one of our, Don's one of our advisors. Right. He was a he was a CPA for about twenty years. Yeah. Before he started working with us. So. Right. That's that's correct. And we were just talking about that, how um a lot of what we did was all about entertainment and, and we did. We spoiled a generation and we we have to be very careful about that in, in getting that generation into an entitlement mentality. Okay. So when you're raising your children, you want to teach them this good money habit. So you want to teach them to give first. Because that's, right. that's that's scriptural, to save second and then spend. Did mm-hmm. you notice? I didn't say you, you're you're not gonna. You're, this doesn't go first. You don't spend first. You give first. You you give first you because save. because giving breaks the um, the bondage of selfishness. Mm-hmm. Okay, because self it, our selfish nature. When we're giving, we can't we can't be selfish. It takes that nature out. And then um, saving for the future, and and there's so many and, good scriptures that putting, go with that. Putting long-term needs ahead of short-term desires. Right, right. And then they are kids, okay. So yeah, yeah it's okay to go spend and 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 spend some stuff on. Well, back then we we went for candy, we went for bubble gum or whatever. But, well, yeah, the important or, stuff, the yeah, essentials. Yeah, as a exactly. Kid. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I think it's important too to uh, to read them some scriptures about um, giving and saving. And 
I, the, some of the scriptures, y'all have heard us mention many scriptures on Christian uh, financial perspectives for, for years now, if you've been listening, but my favorite, of course, is Psalms 24.1. And when you teach your kids that, that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, mm-hmm. that this the, the dollars that they're earning or that you're giving them or for allowance or whatever that may be, it doesn't belong to them or us. It's God's, and we're to honor that. We yeah. may be good stewards. And it doesn't matter if, if it's $10, $100, thousands of dollars. Yeah. The principles are the same. They, they, they are, mm-hmm. they, and they're the same for us yeah. as adults. Another good, great verse, mm-hmm. uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 7, and this, that's the one that talks about God loves a cheerful giver. So that's the other part, you know, teaching your kids. Hey, right. the Bible says that it's not just that you give because it belongs to the Lord, but that you should be cheerful and joyful in giving. Um, you know, here's the, here's the saving about Proverbs 13 11, saving little by little. And, yep. and, and uh, consider the ant. And he even says, you sluggard. It saves, yeah. it, saves, it saves in the summer and stores mm-hmm. up its provisions. So it's saving little by little. That's right. And then we got this one. We've talked a lot about this one on, in past episodes about um, saving, investing. No, you be, don't have an investing be, one. Okay, you you have give, give, giving, give, okay. save, and spend. But that's parable of the talents, Matthew yeah. 25, which is a great scripture. I shared that a lot with my mm-hmm. our children growing up about the parable of the talents and and how they gave God gave or the, the or the the master gave to each one according to what they knew they could handle. What to they their knew ability. They could handle. That's, that's right. correct. Right. And and our and I I think for the investing part, it's really important is that you know two of the three servants did something well. Like right. we don't really know what they did, but they right. were able to make it grow. And then you have the last the last one who buried it in the ground and then he gets scolded for, you know, basically if you had just put it in the bank, you could have at least earned interest on it. And so, you know, I feel like that's kind of the part of it's not just the saving, like, you know, for emergency fund yeah. and things like that, but the investment part is a is a big part of it too, because otherwise it's doing nothing. I guess I had a, should have had saving and down here written and investing. Yeah, exactly. But I, I wasn't thinking about the child investing yet. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We're not we're right. not quite there. It depends on the age. So And so when you pay them and there's there are chores I don't think that you should pay for. I mean, making yeah. your bed, keeping your room clean, helping helping with the dishes, uh cleaning up after you eat and things like that. That should be expected. I don't think you should pay a child for things that are just normal they should do. But then there's yeah. those outside things. And, and as Don and I were talking, we were talking about the outside jobs mm-hmm. that we had as children. Uh, I remember lawn mowing. It, 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 seven and eight years old, I could barely push the mower, but I was mowing our yard. And then I started mowing some neighbor's yards. And I remember mm-hmm. I got $5 per Yeah for mowing the yard. It took me forever and I thought I was going to die because it was so hard. I couldn't hardly push it, but it taught me the value. And I was making money outside of the home at that point. And, uh, you know, our, I remember our, our girls, they were, they were babysitting. Okay. Yeah. Um, so have, have them. So I guess the, the, to summarize that then, okay. Bob, uh, what we're saying is have them work for money, but don't pay them for the daily chores. So cleaning up their room, cleaning up after themselves in the kitchen, mm-hmm. folding their clothes and putting them up. Those are just part of life kind of things that they need to learn responsibility and should not be expected to be paid for that. But you can let them earn an allowance or money for taking out the trash cans to the curb and bringing them back in or the recycling, depending on which day it is. You know, the other thing would be, hey, go out and de-weed the flower bed, you know, or, or the lawn, sweeping the porches off, washing the car. Right. And those are things that, you know, it's not really that they're taking care of themselves. 
It's that they're kind of going outside of their responsibility realm and, and helping you with stuff that's needed to be done. Like that's that makes sense. You should pay them for that. And, and that you, way they learn the difference between personal responsibility and actually working to earn money, uh, which kind of takes us into the one of the other points you had here, Bob, is about paying them, how you pay them. Right. So pay them in one dollar bills, all kinds of you know different denominations of coins, especially when they're younger, pennies, nickels, dimes, quarters, because then you can help them learn extra math skills without having to use a calculator and and knowing how to make change for example like it's just it's just good good practice for them it is and when they go buy something it, it's good to teach math where where they're giving them money back you yep. know so you say okay how much was that that's a dollar 72 okay give them give them two one dollar yep. bills how much should you get back now uh 28 yep. cents okay so and we've we haven't gotten Ronan because he's only four. I know we I haven't know, gotten him yet to the making the change, but we have started to have give him money when he does certain things like he's he's helping us around the house right. and helping us do stuff outside of his own clothes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so we give him a little bit of money, and he can go get a you know a little one dollar Hot Wheels toy uh, toy car or something right. like that, and he gets to give the cashier his money and. And get the car, and he starts. He's starting so to understand that. Yeah, it's it's really so cute. cute when they're giving that money to the cashier. You see them looking up and, and giving. And I remember watching my my children do that. But they were understanding. Where if it's just a debit card, if you're putting money in the account, and it's a debit card. They really don't understand that. Yeah, but I think it's I give them good this card. And then they have the physical money, and to pay them in the physical money, and actually put dollar bills in here and change, yeah. and then they pull that out, and they realize when they pull that out, now it's not there anymore. Yeah. And that goes into our, our, I believe this is our last point. So helping them to create a small budget. So they, they have the money that they're going to be giving, like mm-hmm. giving to the church. They have their money that they're saving. So maybe they're using that to save up for a game that they want or certain, you know, certain article of clothing, or maybe they want to go to a movie that's coming it's, out. But soon. it's the more long-term thing. Exactly, a little bit longer right. term. And then they have the, the spend. Now, again, that doesn't necessarily mean they're spending it that day, but that is going to be something that's a little more discretionary. You know, and, and, and so, so remember, helping them understand those budgeting techniques early. Remember kind of the, the 10, 10, 80 rule, I call it, okay? 10% here, so out of that dollar. 10% to giving. They're going to they're gonna put a dime there, okay, saving. They're going to put a dime there, yep. and then they're going to put 80 cents in the spend. Mm-hmm. So they still get to go, go spend, but that's a good um, way of doing it. And uh, a book I would recommend, it's a, I, don't even, I don't have this in our notes, Sean, maybe you've never heard of it before, but it's called The Richest Man in Babylon. Okay. And it's a great, it's an old, old book that my dad had me read two or three times. And it was about saving and how he saved for many, many, many years. But uh, I would encourage you to get that old book, The Richest Man in Babylon, because it was all about being wise with what God's given you. And we want to raise fiscally responsible children. And you want to be the example of you being fiscally responsible as well. So we hope we've given you some good tools today. Yep. Uh, I think it's a hard subject to cover, actually, um, because many times we're not doing it right ourselves. Yeah, but, but I, I think it's it's a good practice because, like you said, maybe we're not doing it ourselves. So if you're wanting to try to teach your kids good financial principles, you want to learn those, then you need to start acting them out in your own life. Maybe you just need you to know? do this yourself, right? Exactly. Here. Exactly. So, all right. Um, that's that's going to wrap it up for today. And, and if if there's any other topics that you guys would like to to hear us cover, we would love to hear from you in the comments. Or you can also, you know, if you want to let us know, or if you need advice, you can call or text us at eight three zero six zero nine six nine eight six, or you can visit our website 
christianfinancialadvisors.com. We'd love to hear from you. God bless, and thank you for joining us. That's all for now. We invite you to listen to all of our past episodes covering many financial topics from a Christian perspective. To make sure you don't miss any of Bob's upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. To learn more about integrating your faith with your finances, visit ChristianFinancialAdvisors.com or call 830-609-6986. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA Christian Financial Advisors, also known as Christian Financial Advisors Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber, and his guests. Bob does not provide tax advice and encourages you to seek guidance from a tax professional. While Christian Investment Advisors believes the information to be accurate and reliable, we do not claim or have responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or reliability.